0: Hey there, you got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them. When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best. Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach, and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word money to 844-949-1984. That's the word money to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today.
1: Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people. Highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work. So that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. The Blue Collar BS Podcast supports blue-collar business owners like you. Building a business that'll thrive for decades to come by turning that blue-collar bullshit into some blue-collar business solutions.
0: In this episode, you're going to learn how adapting to your team can create engagement. You're also going to learn about thinking young and embracing technology. And the most amazing story in this episode is you're going to learn how to recognize when there's a safety problem, you likely have a production.
1: Our guest today, James Beretti, a forward, younger thinking boomer, has been living safety for decades and bringing profitability, through safety in unique ways. We had fun making this episode, and we really hope you enjoy it, too. Welcome back, Brad Herta. How are you doing today?
0: I am fantastic, Mr. Stephen Doyle. It is a great day, a cold day here after a snowstorm in the upper Midwest. A historic snowstorm and event apparently took place. I'm like, huh, it's not historic. Well, it might be it happens someplace before. It
1: happens it, before
0: it snowed once before here and there. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> um, it's all good. Welcome back to the show, by the way, Steve, thanks for, yeah, uh, thanks. thanks for checking in this week. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, so our guest this week that we have on the show, um, James Beretti, uh out in California, a long time safety professional, Uh, I was blessed to be able to speak with him on Ted Speaks with Ted Carew when I stepped in for his wife, the co-host. And like, hey, this guy's got a lot of industry knowledge and experience. Let's drop some golden nuggets on our show as well. Let's not have Ted keep them all to himself. So,
2: James, thanks for being on the show today. We appreciate it Very welcome. Absolutely a pleasure. And, you know, like you said, likewise, I enjoyed the conversation we had with you on uh, Ted Speaks as well. So that was great.
0: Cool. Thanks for being Ooh. here today.
1: Awesome. Oh, well, before we get started and before I forget, let's uh, get into the first question that we ask every guest is, which generation do you uh, fit in
2: with? Ooh, that's a good one. So, Because I'm at the tail end of, uh, what is it, the baby boomers, right? The very tail end. But what's interesting, okay. I seem to fit into the generation that would be probably in their late 20s, early 30s right now. Um, and I've been told that by people. So you're a millennial. Then. So, you want to be a millennial, you a young millennial. I wasn't going to really identify oh, by that. But still, a renaissance thank you. I like the renaissance part. That works. <laughs> so but I have had people say that, hey, you know what? You're really pretty. Man, I hate to say it because then it really shows age. But uh, they said, you know what, you're pretty young thinking. It's like, uh, okay, that's a good thing. So, uh, and in their world, it is a good thing. So, I'm just very happy and blessed that you know at least I'm accepted that way. So that's cool.
0: Yeah, awesome. That that's important, right? Because that's how that's some of the things that need to happen for our blue collar business owners Mm -hmm. to to think slightly differently, to relate to the current workforce and trends and and training opportunities and things like that, which I guess will lead me into the first question or second question, because Steve actually handled this first question um, this time. (laughs) Check that box. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Producers, check check that box. box. He did it. (laughs) Um, You know, as you've been doing this for a really long time, how have you had to adapt your training practices, and or communication methodologies as we've gone through a changing workforce as well?
2: Yeah, let me answer that both from two different angles, both uh, externally while we're helping our clients, because as you say, you know, being a safety professional and having my own firm with uh, employees, uh, I've had to deal with it internally as well. But as we deliver training, as an example, to our clients, uh, as we were talking off the air here, that you know, in our generation, I grew up with the binder, the notebook, you know, the instructor, and they kind of brought in some props and maybe every now and then showed a film, you know, today we call them clips, but anyway, film, you know, and all those different things, you know, and that's kind of how you learned, right? In the VCR, folks. Right, you remember those days, and uh, so, and, uh, but anyway, that's kind of what I ended up with, and when we first started the company, that's what people expected. You know, you ended up with an easel, you ended up with a whiteboard or a chalkboard, you ended up with, you know, some sort of a screen and a projector of some sort uh, that you would then, you know, do your trainings off of. Acetate, mm-hmm. acetate. I remember those days? Oh yeah. man, those were fun. <laughs> the, over- film? the overhead projector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And we it thought we green, were green, really blue, good. and
0: red markers. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Do you remember too we used to have yes. it was really considered something when you ended up with the flat peat plate that had the reflection as opposed to the light coming up from underneath. It was like, oh, this is so much lighter and so much easier to work with. Um, So, yeah, those were the tools of our day. And we always walked away with a binder. We ended up filling it with notes. And the way I used to commit things to memory or at least get from that part to start making, you know, an inference of application was I'd write stuff down. And it's like, ah, I got it in my head. Mm -hmm. It's all going to work. Yeah, well, today obviously it's very different. If you don't have something fluid, if you don't have something that's a bite size to be able to capture the attention of whatever topic you're trying to train on through a quick quick bite, then you can explore beyond that point. Pretty much you're going to see people in the classroom start to, or in whatever training environment you have, start to get onto their phones and start communicating back and forth, which You know, that's one of the things i found with safety professionals, you know, that I've worked with that might be of the baby boomer generation drives them crazy, you know, to see that. Right. What I tend to see is that they're actually communicating with other people in the class. So rather than interrupting the class, like we'd get in trouble, you know, hey, you're talking, you can't do that. They're going back and forth. And of course, we want to say something about it. But what I have found is that there are techniques you can use to be able to bring those those conversations to light. You know, saying, hey, we noticed- Like what? Give us an, give us an so example. So as an example, like you, you might say yeah. something or, or you put a clip out there and it grabs attention and then you start saying to people, all right, articulate what you have. Now, articulate. You're saying actually vocalize it, okay? As opposed to just writing it down or texting. But you'll notice some people are doing that and it's like, okay, cool. Hey, is there anything going on there that you could share with the class? Because it looks like you're getting engaged with this, and you'll find a lot of people will start saying, "Yeah, I was actually texting with these guys here. Here's our thought on this while he was talking. We just didn't want to interrupt." And it's fascinating when you get that kind of oh do obviously do anything from the standpoint of uh, you know deviating away and not being present in the class. They're there, but. You have to remember, we're the ones that actually ended up inventing the iPhone or the smartphone or whatever phone you have, you know, a galaxy, a pixel, whatever it is. What we didn't know were the different ways people could really use it. We were looking at it as, hey, this is a neat new thing that we can do. We can communicate this way they've taken this, you know, the current generations have taken this well beyond any technology idea that we thought of when we first invented it. And that doesn't mean it's a bad thing, right? Right. It's it's no longer, it's no longer a phone. No, I mean, we're holding more power than the first, you know, NASA launches, right? So, (laughs) so, um, but I've also found that internally, that You know, as as we've gone through our, you know, maturity process, if you will, as a business, I mean, I'm happy to say we're into our 20th year of being in business. And um, hey, thank you. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to the 25 now. So that's good. But uh, of (laughs) course, we're we're hiring younger and younger folks who are identifying with a a workforce in our clients that is now becoming larger. And as a result, the techniques and the things they want to utilize, that forces me as a business owner to look at this and go, okay, I need to rethink the technologies and how they're used and put the power in their hands so that way they're, they're relating, they're getting the information across, they're able to um, really impart good information. And I love it when I hear our, you know, our, our folks come back from a client and say, wow, that was fun. Well, what was so fun? Well, we got so engaged into it, we forgot the time. And next thing you know, we're over time, but nobody is sitting there complaining about it because they feel like they got so much out of it. And that's because I added this clip, did that thing, had this with a phone, you know, survey or or something that was live in the class. And that's another Mm -hmm. way to get interaction is utilizing that technology that way. So um, it's forced me to have to look at this. Now, I got to be honest with you. I don't know everything about that technology. They know a lot more than I do. What I know as a business owner, the best thing you just identified. Hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, time out. Time out, dude. (laughs) Time out.
0: You just identified as a young thinker, and you're telling me that I don't know the tech. Come on, man. Let's, come on. Let's, come on, well, man. Yeah,
2: there you go. I like that. Well, you know what? I can muddle my way through, but I'll tell you, they'll look at me and laugh going, yeah, all right, he's figuring it out. But, you know, if he just did this, we'd be good. So, uh, but it's, that's forced you as a business owner, and I'm sure other business owners are facing this, that how does this stuff actually help? First thing you think of as a business owner is the cost of this technology you know it's like where am i going to get my return on this how is it going to come back and what i have found is that at the right point in time um you know when people are really starting to come to you and say look we really need this this is how we can use it this is what makes us more efficient and things like that is that's when i pull the trigger to buy it or get the right software or support somebody with uh you know something that they need from a technological standpoint and then they bring it in to the training and actually all of the types of works they do, because, you know, we do safety inspections, assessments, we do problem resolution, you know, that requires on-site observation, they do analysis, um, all sorts of stuff like that. And it's helpful in our line of work and more effective and more efficient if they can do it quicker um, using the technology. So now they're actually interfacing with that business and really helping them move forward. So, yeah, that's a cool. that's a lot to say, isn't it? <laughs> so, Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, the que- the question I have around this yeah. is as you've identified in the, you know, the tail end of boomer, mm-hmm. and you're identifying all this new technology that your company is embracing, mm-hmm. at some point the switch had to go off and say, "You know what? This is not my area of expertise." Tell us that Kind of like that transition between from when you're running your company, you're you're solely responsible for it, and you say you get to that tech point and you're like, you know, I've got to adapt. Help us understand that mindset shift that had to happen. And then the next steps of who you had how you had to acquire that new person to kind of embrace the new technology. Mm,
2: okay. It's wow. Yeah. I I would say this, um, I'd say probably about 12 years ago, okay, is a time period where, you know, I'm used to making a phone call to make contact with clients, to develop that relationship. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have company cars, so then we go out and meet them. So usually the phone call is to discuss what we're going to do and let's go meet and put a plan together and then we'll start, you know, delivering the service. Um, So two things happened. The volume started to increase in the company, which means now you're on the road all the time. So you're spending the money getting everything started that way. The second thing I noticed was that as we were starting to increase that volume, less and less people were responding to phone calls. So I started thinking, all right, Mm -hmm. now I have to start sending emails. Emails were always like, hey, I left you a voicemail. Millennials. Yeah, right. Those millennials (laughs) (laughs)
0: didn't want to talk to those phone calls.
2: I'm not doing that. Well, I'm busy. There's a lot of truth to that. And so, what happened was it began, I began to realize, okay, we, we've got to be able to have better access to email. Of course, that's the time period you know, where 4G is coming into place and you know, you can get a lot more data that way. You can get emails done that way. You can get all sorts of things mm-hmm. to happen that way. And then it started going silent, even with a phone call and an email. And so I had some of my employees saying, yeah, I'm texting them. And I said, "Okay, well, time out. Text is not an appropriate formal business thing that you need to do for contact." And they're that's like, "For fun, right?" It's, Emojis it's, and all that other stuff. That's my thinking, <laughs> right? And um, they're like, yep. "Well, you ever getting your an- your phone calls answered? You, they answering you an email?" I said, "Usually about a week later." And they're asking, "You know, well, how come it took you so long?" And they said, "Yeah, I can do a text, and I get an answer in five minutes." And these are the same people that I'm trying to get a hold of. So one of our employees, you know, actually did approach me and said, look, the way people are communicating today in business and the way things are moving forward, we need to rethink this and that we need to get newer technologies in to bring that up. Now to help you, I volunteer in addition to all the duties I have, and which I was very happy as a boss to hear that. Uh, but anyway, right. not not like yeah. I'm going to give up some of my duties. I'm just going to handle this thing. It was in addition to the duties I'm going to do. I volunteer to be the IT person. Okay. Now I will have to tell you, that- I volunteer. I
0: volunteer to be the person that will get the BlackBerry with the tactile <laughs> keyboard and trackball. Right. I'll be that person. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. Right. That's how that works. Yes. Uh, but, I think I was very fortunate because he very much qualifies himself as a you know a nerd for this stuff um, I, I mean he 's already explored this uh, new AI chat. GPT, whatever that's that called. GPT. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's it. And and he's already played with it and said, here's how this can now start working to help us with our company. Of course, it's not connected to the internet yet, but you do know that eventually that's going to happen. And so when yep. that yeah. does happen, he yeah. was showing the power that could bring. And his concern was that, look, the way we hire people and the type of people we we want are people who have the education, the experience, that knowledge that really is helpful for a business, Um, not just a compliance thing. Anybody can look that up in a book. Um, Of course, the interpretation of that, that's a whole special skill in itself. But... I want people who can actually think of the safety techniques that will help a business be more efficient and more effective while being more than compliant. What? Oh, yeah. hold on.
0: Hold on. So, That's an oxymoron there. <laughs>
2: safety techniques being more efficient oh, and effective? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. I can prove it. Absolutely prove it. So, <laughs> um,
0: and But I, most we, people aren't thinking that way, though.
2: No, you're very right. Uh, but, you know, I know we're going to deviate down that road here in just a quick second. Let me finish that other thought. <laughs> yeah. He has been doing that. And by him, you know, me at least imparting as the business owner, look, here's where our finances are. We cannot buy the latest, greatest, newest thing right now. Here's what we can do in the future. Great. I'll hit you back when we need to. Here's what we're going to do in the meantime to bridge that gap. Here's where I think things are going. Here's where this technology would help us. I don't think this other technology would. And he's able to at least garner that. Feedback from the people we work with, as well as the uh, clients that we interact with. So that really was very helpful to have that one person who stepped up. Um, I had to been in a good moment too to be able to listen, because that's part of the deal, right? Yes. As a as a business owner, <laughs> yep. um, and not be afraid that okay, it's going to break the bank. It wasn't going to. He understood the financial aspect of it. And so therefore we moved forward. There there have been times we've done wholesale you know, purchases of laptops or f- new phones or something like that. But for the most part, we mm-hmm. ease in, especially with the software and those things, try it out first. If it doesn't work, then we haven't spent a ton of money. We haven't wasted any time um, and it works out really well. So yeah, that's kind of how we did that, that transition. And um, I'd say that transition is <laughs> cool. continuing. So yeah, yeah. That is, that's spectacular.
0: Um, for, for you to be in that position, um, right. To, to be that forward thinking, like you said, young, younger thinking in that space and not being stagnant is, uh, atypical for the generation you're part of, right. It's not the typical mode Mm -hmm. of, of your generation, right. It's, Mm -hmm. we're going to do what we've done. It's worked It's tried and true and come hell or high water. We're, uh, we're going to keep this path. Mm-hmm. And, Agreed. And you've been willing to. You've been willing to lead your your team and lead your staff members and your clients down a different path mm-hmm. um, of success. Mm-hmm. And kind of coming back to a little bit of the conversation earlier of you know leveraging safety as a tool to become more effective, more efficient, and more profitable is something that most people don't think of. They think of safety as it's. It's going to be a pain in my ass. Mm-hmm. It's going to add cost to my entire process. Mm-hmm. It's going to slow me down and all those other things. Are there two or three major contributors that allow safety to, to contribute to profitable bottom line that you that you have
2: or that you focus on when you work with your clients? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, one of the biggest things we do is try to figure out how our clients measure their success from a business perspective. Because then that tends okay. to, to get us the focus that we need to understand about how it works and what makes them successful. So rather than coming through the door and saying, well, you have to do this, like, I'll give an example. Um, Probably one of the first examples we had that was really successful with the company. You know, there's a machine here. uh, It jams up, you know, on occasion. I got to be able to reach inside, undo that jam to get my productivity, period. That's what I got to do. All right. As a safety person, what the safety person here hears is you just violated a law because you allowed somebody to reach inside a machine that could cut their hand off. And I can show you the code that says you can't do that. Okay, so to most business people, they'll look at that and say, you know what, while you're here, no one's reaching into the machine. Don't ask me a question about what happens when I'm not. And you know, when you're not here. Okay, you got to think about this too. Okay, so if you look at it from a business perspective, I'm taking a human resource with a skill to operate this machine. I have spent a lot of money to get that person trained up so they don't ruin the machine by misoperation. okay? And then what happens is they're now trying to overcome a fault within the equipment itself. See, if the machine's operating properly, you wouldn't have that jam, okay? And if you don't have that jam, that means you're not paying someone that you trained up to go and stop what they're doing or, put someone there who's a floater that you're going to pay to reach into that machine in order to unjam it. So if you have the machine working properly, in other words, you maintain it properly, you get it fixed properly, right? Then the machine runs what it's supposed to do. The human does what they're supposed to do. And you solve two problems. One, you're not paying someone inefficiently to stop what they're doing and go put themselves into harm's way. Instead, they're actually doing something that's productive, and number two, you're more than compliant. You know, no one's thinking about okay, this. But James, yeah. James, 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 let's let's look. Yeah.
0: But that's not the way we do it here. <laughs> right? so, so that's that, that's just not how we do it here. So go ahead. <laughs> How how are we gonna get past this? Right? What do you want me to do and what we do here? Those aren't congruent. Yeah. How do you walk them through that journey ah. to 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 think differently about okay, that's not the way we've always done it, but this is the way it can be and and show them the light,
2: so right. to speak. Right. I mean, when you first bought the equipment, right, it worked fine, didn't it? Where along the line did it go well, wrong? Well yeah. OK, and well, when I hired Bill, yeah. when Bill
0: started running the machine,
2: that's when it went yeah, wrong. That means Bill did something to it. And therefore, now it's a problem. So in the case, the example that I'm using here, in the case we had, when we did the backtracking, we had discovered that the machine had a piece that had worn out that was a guide. And so they had a choice. They could purchase the guide that was made by the manufacturer for that machine, or they could purchase it from another company that, you know makes it for the machine, but doesn't do that machine. Yeah. The aftermarket kind of thing. Okay. And there's good aftermarket stuff, but you've got to really do your research, right. In order to make sure if you're going to go aftermarket, what you're buying is indeed going to work for the process or for the machine. And uh, so what do you think was going to cost? Well, for two days, it's like, well, it's like Buffalo tools, right?
0: right? They work once. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Okay. So with, (laughs) With that in mind, which one do you think costs more, the aftermarket one or the one from the manufacturer?
1: Well, of course, the aftermarket one is
2: cheaper. and that's exactly what they did. Well, guess when the jams started occurring? Nine months ago when they made the replacement part. And so when they finally did a measure, if you can believe it, because this machine was very high speed and – if anybody has ever been to a Taco Bell, then you've actually probably had something that has been processed through this machine. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, with that in mind, what they did is they went back and took a look and they did a measure and they discovered that the tolerance on the part that they bought aftermarket was greater, you know, it was much less tight than what would be from the manufacturer. So, what would have cost $154 they spent $117 for and nine months of production was lost. Okay. Or at least what you could have produced for the, for that. So you end up losing some of your production as a result. You end up creating a what safety were those numbers? problem.
0: One, what was what were, 154 yep. you said, yep. right?
2: Versus 117.
0: Well, so $37 for nine months of production, nine that's months. a bargain. That's Yeah, right.
2: So as a result, <laughs> what they did is the plant manager shut it down. Let's get the right part in. They got it in. They did started it back up. Guess what? Works. No problem. Nobody's opening up doors. Nobody's trying to do stuff. It, it What that points out is that safety, if used properly, okay, not trying to CYA, but really used right. as a problem solver can be just as effective as an efficiency problem solver because what happens is a lot of work has yeah. been done to show that where you have a safety problem you very likely also have a production problem and so mm-hmm. and it doesn't mean 100% of the time and i'm not saying that mm-hmm. you know every single safety thing is always more effective more efficient how you apply it can make the difference depending upon the company but with this in mind that's where you end up using your safety you know to be able to kind of tell you Am I being as effective as I can be as a business? Okay, I don't want to spend the half million dollar stuff. I'm going to spend an extra $37, but now I'm not going to pay someone an hour a day to stand there to undo these jams or put the productivity down below where it should be from the machine and the skilled person who's doing the job. So, right. yeah. And time and again, we've been able to show it. We've used business analysts who are inside the companies to be able to evaluate what we did, how much it costs to have us there, how much it costs for the people to do the work, how much it costs all that versus what they're getting in return. And it's amazing when they actually put that together and you find out that safety contributed to the profitability of a company. So it's the way you actually weird. look at it. It's weird, but there's a lot of data out there that supports it.
0: So, absolutely. Yeah. Right? But anyway. Fully, fully in complete alignment with what you're saying there, James. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's so <laughs> important to look at those things that um, most don't want to because they want to solve the symptom, not the
2: problem. Correct. And that's really the right. That, that, absolutely. It. Now I get it. Businesses are in business for what they do. They're not in business for safety. Okay. What they really should be looking at is that we're in business for what we do. We should minimize the risks so that we enhance our efficiency and productivity. And that person Absolutely. can bring a skill to help me solve a problem or keep this on track. Either way, let's do it. Everybody moves forward. Now, then it's next. Where do we want to spend our profits? You know. So, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, James, it was great having you on the show today. Some great topics that we discussed. Thanks, Steve. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, how can they get in touch with
2: you? Probably the easiest way is our um, website. It's barettiinc.com. So it's B-O-R-E-T-T-I-I-N is in Nancy C.com. Um Yeah, right there. There's form you can fill out. There's emails you can cl- you know chat into. There's a phone numbers you can call. Any of that, just feel free to reach out. Can't text. Just can't text them. How can
1: how can they text you?
2: <laughs> actually, well, you know what? Believe it or not, I hate to. Say, well, I shouldn't probably say this out loud, but if you do text that number, four people will actually get it. Believe it or not, it's it's a virtual phone. There's no office that phone exists in. It's all virtual. So so feel free. You can That's text. Awesome. <laughs> Social media too. You can go right on there. <laughs> Just want to make sure, right? Because right, that's great. That's great. You notice that, how we
0: were both quick. Yeah,
2: that was that. good. I like that.
0: There's this newfangled thing out there. <laughs> oh,
2: wait till we all do just chats. Wow. So that's. <laughs> Right.
0: right. That is awesome. awesome. Jay, thank you so much for sharing some of those uh, stories and, and your wisdom with us today for our audience. We greatly appreciate you having on. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next interaction.
2: Same here. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate the time.
0: Yeah. All right. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching Inc. If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Hurd. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.